Welcome to These Are Words. I'm Asher. I'm Logan. I'm Lance. Welcome to your weekly podcast where we talk about sports, spirituality, and why churches should stop making live worship albums. You'll have to fix that. That peak. <laughs> I don't think you did. I don't think I did. Wow. All right. I haven't turned Siri on on my phone yet. Really? Serious. I use it for... I'm... I use it for everything. <laughs> Literally everything. All right. Question of the day. What's the question of the day? What is the line between art and not art? Between art yeah. and not when does When does art become not art? Mm-hmm. Is artistic expression always artistic? Are there boundaries? Is your dog going to eat that donut the entire time? <laughs> Is it bothering you? I'll put it in the other room. No, I don't care. All right. Art. What is art? So when Lady Gaga shows up to an award show dressed in a dress that's <laughs> literally made entirely of raw meat Ooh. under the name of artistic expression, people just like lose weren't, it. weren't having it. Lose it in a bad way. Yeah. Like they're like. What is, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But is that still art? Mm, it's a meat dress. It's fashion, right? <laughs> it's a meat dress. <laughs> is it um, fashion, though? Because I, I think fashion is another thing like art. I mean, I think is it fashionable? So, <clears throat> I think that it is so... What is the word I'm looking for? Subjective. Yes, it's so subjective to the point that, like, technically... Nobody yes. can say yes or no. Like, right, because it's so... It is up to the person to determine. And that's what, like, whenever we talked about this before the podcast, mm-hmm. like, just about the question, I have a very broad spectrum on it. I, personally, like, it is so up to the, like, artist. If she wants to call it art, it's art. Fine. Like, she can call it that, but... I'm, I'm pointing at Logan like I want to say something. I, I saw that. But I Now I'm doing it more like I'm poking at him. <laughs> I can't. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, it's up to the artist. Yeah, but... Or is it up to the people viewing it? That's what I was going to say when I was poking I you. don't like... I don't appreciate that art, but mm-hmm. it is... Still art. Technically. That's one way to think about it. That is. So is art, so to be art, does it have to have, like, appreciative value to just at least one living person? Even if it's the artist? Yes. Whoa. Have you guys been to the art museum recently? Mm -hmm. No, not recently. No. I went a couple weeks ago, just for the heck of it. It was, like, something Laurel and I was like, let's just go to the art museum. And it's free, right? Yeah, it's free. Just walk around. So we went in there... And, like, it was really cool. Like, a lot of the stuff was really cool. But some of the things were just, like, I could, I don't, my question was, like, at what point do you get to decide that, like, this painting of just splatter marks is worth, you know, $1,000? Who decides the amount? That's, okay, that's what I, that was my big question here with, like, what is art and what is not art. Sorry, got there too fast. No, 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 it's okay. But, like. Not sorry anymore. I've never thought about that. Because, like, a musician can... Any, any Joe Schmo can make a song on his laptop and then sell it on iTunes for sure. a buck twenty nine. Mm-hmm. you know? But, like, 
Is there somebody s- that I've never heard of can yeah. just on a painting <laughs> or whatever, and then like it goes in a museum and you can buy it for like an astronomical amount of money. Right. Who decides? Who determines the value of the art in like the monetary? Sense? What goes into the thought process of the evaluation? So yeah. who, what do they think about? Right. And is there, well, what I'm thinking is maybe, because we know music fairly well. Right. We know what rates should be for, or we could find out pretty quickly, what should a mixing and mastering rate be? Right. Um, we know at what point it's so low that the person's probably terrible at it. <laughs> and we know at what right. point, you know, you're paying for quality. So maybe there's a whole world out there that we don't know about with art. I guess so. That they have some, like, metrics for it. I feel like, I think, I guess it's kind of weird for me just because I feel like the, the, like, the pool of, of artists mm-hmm. is so much smaller by, like, a thousand percent in as opposed to that m- world. Musicians. As opposed to music yeah, where, yeah. like, you know, I could meet one new person every day for the rest of my life who <clears throat> listens to five bands I've never heard of. Just mm-hmm. weird. Because I feel, I feel like, I guess what's like, I guess one big difference between like music and then like art that's like on a canvas is like when you listen to a song, there's not a whole lot left to the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, like occasionally you'll come across a song and be like, I don't know what that was about. Mm-hmm. But if you show up and you just see like a white canvas with like three green stripes on it. Right. Like is the point like is it is the point of it that it's supposed to be up to my interpretation, or like did somebody just paint three green stripes on a piece of can- on a you know just because they wanted to? Yeah, it, I want to know. I want to know too. Can you show me? <laughs> <laughs> they are strangers to me, but they are like me. <laughs> Those artists out there. Can I bring back a joke? Uh, uh, this podcast is brought uh, to you by Tarzan. No. This podcast is brought to you by Tarzan. I think we get zero. We get zero now. <laughs> Fake plugs. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so is there a line between art and not art? Because it sounds like the answer is no. Well, I think you make a good point of it being up to the people because there has to be a demand for it. For people to want to pay money for it if we're going that route. <clears throat> no, but that but, means... <clears throat> that means that there are an astronomical amount of artists who are making things for themselves with no plan of selling them and there's no demand. And that means that there's no art or the, that it's Still, not art because okay. there's no demand if you based it off that. Okay. That makes sense. And that can't be true. They're still artistic people. <clears throat> Even though they made it for themselves. They keep it in a closet. Sure. They never sell it. Yeah. So they show it to people and nobody wants it. So it's not art? They spiral out of control. They do drugs. <laughs> it happens. That's a quick assumption. I'm trying to raise the awareness <laughs> for these artists. <laughs> so can you, I mean, is creating anything art? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say the person who designed that TV. Like, is that is that art because they created it? I think a robot made that. I mean, I'm not saying, like, physically put it together, but, mm-hmm. like, does somebody designed how that TV would work at some point. Sure. Maybe not that TV in specific. Is it LCD? 
What? Is it an LCD screen? Because mm. somebody had to come up with how that was going to work. You can go outside? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. She's got to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Lance does not need to go outside to pee. But Prissy does. Let her out. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> keep talking about art. You've been very quiet. About this? Yeah. I gave my opinion at first, and I was told that I was wrong, so I just kind of... Nobody <laughs> said you were wrong. <laughs> so you've just been sulking? <laughs> kind of. What do you think about the TV question? Uh, like, if you design something... If, you're the, if you design and create something, yes. That's art. Yes. If you're creating something, that's art. Even if you're creating <clears throat> something that's not, like, widely viewed as art? To me, yeah. Because what... Okay. To make... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm not, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not I know. one way or the other. Sure. So, the person who, just des- like, designed the TV... To look a certain way, there's creativity into that. There's like, there's some, there's obviously a lot of logic of like, what's, how's it gonna look good, like to watch, blah, blah, blah. But like, the aesthetic of it by itself is, there's gotta be some form of creativity plugged to that. Okay. It does have a plug. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for dropping in, Asher. So, yeah, on a base level, sure. But, like, I wouldn't walk into the room and be like, that's art. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting, like, I'm somewhere in between of, like, was there creativity put into into it? Yes. Would I, like, point at it and be like, that's art? No. Hmm. But I think there has to be creativity in everything to, like, create something new. Obviously. That would make sense. But, like... Like that, what is that, wooden wick uh, cable? Like, it's designed to look aesthetically pleasing, just like everything else. Yeah. So there's, like, artistic, like, properties that are put into, like, creating it. But it doesn't mean that it's actually art. I do think that there is a line between, like, creating something for the sake of art or creating something... That is like full of art, and then there's also creating things that involve like the properties of art, but it's not for art. Does that make sense? Yep, I know exactly what you're saying. I think that's where my brain wanted to go, I just couldn't get there. (laughs) Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because, what do you guys think about like, like performance art? Like, I think the definition of that is very broad. Well, yeah, but like. Did you guys hear about the thing that... What was that? <laughs> Alright, we're done. Is that you? <clears throat> You're talking about like Shia LaBeouf kind of stuff. That's a, okay, that's exactly what I was about oh, to gosh. say. Okay, he, hold on. His, his performance art thing was that like he just sat in a room and like there were objects in the room and like the, the art was that anybody could do literally whatever they wanted to with him or not with him, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Now now I realize what my question is. I had to talk it out. Does... Oh, crap. I just lost it. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Girl. Oh, it'll come back. 
What do you think about it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard about this? <laughs> no, stop, I'm not stop even Stop doing that. <laughs> so he just, like, sat in a room, and there was just stuff in there, and then people could do whatever they wanted, and then he claimed that, like, while he was in there, like, somebody raped him. But, like, he was so, you know, quote-unquote committed to the performance art that, like... He just let it happen. He just let it happen. What? And who knows if he's lying, right? I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of... Okay, I could actually see it happening. E- either way, like, I don't know. I just feel like the wor- the term art is almost so broad now right. that either nothing is art <coughs> or everything is art. Yeah. Or both. I don't know. Well, I think it does get loosely thrown around a lot. Like, to... Someone like can make anything and like label it as art. You almost have to be like, sure, that's your right. <laughs> you kind of like have to like say yeah, yeah. But that's why that's why the first thing I said was like to the artists, like it is up to them. But to me, I have no appreciation for it. So to me, it may not be art because it's so subjective. But it is art. Sure, you just don't like it. Right, technically, so, yeah. So everything is art. No. Either, li- okay. Not everything. Does it have to be declared art by the artist to be art? Or by the people? I think either. I think it can be either. I That's just think I it has saying. to be declared art by someone. But it does have to be declared. Like, if you just make something and don't call it I anything. Think it, I think it'll be declared if it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think... Hmm some sort of masterpiece is going to go unnoticed and then no one ever be like, oh, that's very, like, artistic. That's, like, full of art. Right. No one's going to do that to something, or no one's going to not do that to something that is, like, great. Mm-hmm. So it will naturally be declared. What's that? Your belly? Yeah. My goodness. My tummy's rumbly. <laughs> God. I've got the rubblies in my tumblies. Oh that was my. a very bad Winnie the Pooh impression. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was digging deep like to try you. and figure out Have you guys... who that who you're trying to impersonate. <laughs> <laughs> who, else, who else says I've got the rumblies in my tumblies? I've um, never watched obviously... Winnie the Pooh not once. What? Literally not once. Whoa. Well, no wonder you're such a calloused, mean man. Yep, it would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> I got like tears in my eyes looking at the Hallmark keepsake ornament. <laughs> For this year with Pooh and Piglet. I spent two hours watching YouTube videos of Simon Cowell being mean to people on American Idol. So you It's not a rebuttal to what you said, but I just wanted to tell you guys that like, that's how I spent like half Like yesterday or like last week? Uh, I don't feel like it, was a, it wasn't a rebuttal for sure. It was definitely like a response. It was <laughs> a continuation of... I wasn't like, trying it's, to it's be it's like, great that that I am. It's great that you had that sweet moment, Asher, with... <laughs> With your childhood and nostalgia and missing your parents, but guess what I watched? Dude, your dads were there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the trailer for that movie they're making about... It? Uh, the Clown? Mm-hmm. No, not <laughs> that. Pennywise. Uh, no. Uh, it's about Christopher Robin. Yes. It looks really good. Yeah. I want to see it. The teenage years? All the... <laughs> When he, oh, never mind. <laughs> he left his friends behind. That's what I was gonna say. That's his not what friends. you were gonna say. It's just 
Toy Story. Yeah, it was. No, it really was. Not. Yes, it was. I promise. It's not. Christopher Robert hits puberty. Gosh. <laughs> it's like... It's like the Fast Times at Ridgemont High version of Winnie the Pooh. The simpler times at Ridgemont High. Simpler. <laughs> Christopher Robin. Simpler times. Hey, uh, if anybody, if anybody ever manages to hear this podcast in the near future, please let me know what what Bill Murray's character says in the commercial that he films in the beginning of Lost in Translation. I don't want to look it up. I need somebody to tell me. Also, is this podcast art? Ooh. I'm not going to call it art. I'm going to wait for other people. I, I agree with that. I'm not going to call this art. I don't, I don't feel like it is. Why don't you feel like it is? Because, like we're, because it's not a performance. Okay. I feel like for it to be art, there has to be some sort of like, um, like appreciative interaction between like who's making it and who's receiving it. Okay. And I don't think a podcast is that. I think this <clears throat> is just... We have a platform that's easy to access where we can talk about things. <laughs> and whether or not people <laughs> listen doesn't even matter. Well, I, it does. I think of art as, uh, let's take painting, for example. I painted these walls. Yep. Lindsay and I painted these walls. Right. That was a functional thing. It is yes. not art. Yeah, so our right. intention was we want the room to look better. Yeah. It wasn't an artistic like outpouring of our souls. Right. But... If somebody came in here, I was just like, "Wow!" Like, I, I found it. Some, what is it? Finish. Some somebody could find art if they were looking for it in these walls. Yeah, they'll come I don't in know here why. and be like, "You all did such a great job," and we'll be like, "You can't come in. You're drunk." Yeah, keep walking <laughs> to West Town Mall. Keep. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta keep walking. There are actually people that just walk by and they're homeless. Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sometimes they come up to the door and they try to sell just stuff, <laughs> things, things what? that they're carrying. I've got this The satchel. dark truth of West Knoxville. <laughs> okay, so here it is. This is lost in translation, right? <clears throat> yeah. Quote. So it says, for relaxing times, make it Suntory time. That's it. Centauri time. For relaxing what? time. Make it Centauri time. What is Santori? I think it was, it was whiskey, right? Suntory. Yeah, it is. It's whiskey. But Suntory it's time. S-U-N-T-O-R-I. Why? Uh-huh. Suntory. As in Yahtzee? Yeah, what? How else? Well, it, I mean, usually in Japanese languages, words that end in E are spelled with an I. I've never oh. seen a Y at the end of a word in Japanese. Right, I'm going right, to be honest right. with our listeners right now, which I often am, not always. <laughs> or us. But Logan and Lance have been friends probably longer than I've been friends with either of them, and they have been fighting all morning, <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. Logan just does this sometimes. That's not true. I can't blame him for that. You I, just... I like to start things just because I'm bored. Yeah, that's that's what this guy's doing. <laughs> what? That's what you do, man. You you push my buttons because you're like the only person that knows how to make me upset. <laughs> I'm never mad, literally ever. But for some reason, you just find joy in making me angry. Have I not made you angry? I, no, I don't feel like we've ever argued. Of. I don't know what we would argue about. We've never, we've never what, been what in a tiff. What could we possibly argue about? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't fair. that strange? 
that, that's <sighs> strange to me because in that's not me. I'm in, getting a FaceTime call. Let's why do it. why Let's does do he it. only FaceTime us during the podcast? This Let's happened the last time. Because he knows. Hey, I'm doing a podcast. Everything you say will be recorded. Are you for real? Lance. Yeah. This always happens. I know. It's every Friday morning. What's the name of the podcast? Oh. So I give a shout no. out. Who is it? These are words. Is it Chris Looper? No. <laughs> it's, it's Will Hodge. Hey, buddy. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening to These Are Words. Uh, I'm just uh, calling in to ask these uh, podcast guys a question. Oh, go for it. Um, what do you guys daydream about? What, what are Ooh. your daydreams? Uh, what do I daydream about? I think that I daydream about winning arguments against me. Yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like, I like to daydream about hypothetical situations in which I'm literally always right. I've never, I've never lost an argument in my head. And Logan daydreams about the band against me. <laughs> is that not what you meant? No. Okay. Um, that, is there an exclamation mark at the end of that band name? Against me! Against me. I think there is. I think they're like screaming it. <laughs> That's a great question. That is a good question. I daydream about Lance and I arguing and Lance getting mad. You're, conf- you're confusing that with That's the real life that we live in. That's what's been happening. Yeah, daydream and not make it happen. Which one of you me. is Floyd and which one of you is uh, the other guy? I'm absolutely 100% Conor McGregor. Yeah, I was going to say that. What's his, what's his name? Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Yep. He's very Irish. Very Irish. Very Irish. Okay. And I'm... And the other one... Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. 49-0 and 0 career. That's Never lost. old. How long has he been fighting? I don't really have any idea. He's old, yeah. He's... 49 years old. He's very small. Yeah. He's very small. Well, he's, like, very strong. He's like, old. if he if he punched me in the chest, like, my xiphoid process would break and then puncture my sternum and I would die. But he is, like, at least six inches shorter than me. <laughs> Will, did you need anything? <laughs> uh, I was just calling for some relationship advice. Yes. That's actually what we do on the podcast. We have started doing relationship advice. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We were like, August 25th, that's when we're going to start doing our relationship advice portion. Well, would you like to go, hey, would you like to update me? Keep, or we um, can do it another time. Keep everything in confidence, so just use the name uh, Floyd <laughs> for the little lady. Right. Well, or I don't know, I don't know what you like. I'm talking to this <laughs> and we uh we she's been pretty inconsistent in responding to text messages because she's extremely busy i've never met a person as busy as Floyd. and we make plans to go get oh he froze oh. Oh. well i guess we'll never know what happened no oh. wait you you're we're you're breaking up we're break you're breaking up I don't think you're breaking up. It doesn't sound like you've started dating yet. We're breaking up. Is this the kind of relationship I get? I don't know what's happening. It's not looking good for hey, you, pal. I'll Sorry. You, I'll call you later. Thanks for the advice, guys. Thanks for the call. Yep. Thanks for calling in. Why are you thanking us for the call? <laughs>
That's cool. You want to talk about sports? Spurts. In spurts, yeah. Yeah. So we call this section in spurts. In spurts. Spurts. Because we're because we're Irish, just like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, you're so close. You're getting better though. <laughs> getting better every time. So okay, we can start with the fight. Connor McGahey, the Irish. <laughs> the Irish singing man. He does spurts. <laughs> he loves the spurts. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I, I I can't. Can you give us some factual things about just what's been surrounding this, yeah. this fight world? The, so they've they've been on social media and non social media. This is the most like widely <laughs> publicized fight kind of, probably of all time. They've been fighting each other for weeks. Oh, there's a homeless guy here to sell something. Oh, he's fine. That's just a dog. Yeah, that's why the dog's barking. I didn't oh. think that was a homeless man making oh. that noise. Okay, so they have been fighting each other for weeks now, months now, with no. their words. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. Whoa. Uh, they did, like, a four-stop press tour. And I don't know if you've ever seen, like, what a press stop looks like for these fights, but basically, they, like, they have their two little desks, right? Desks. That was hard to say. <clears throat> desks. D-E-S-K-S. Press stop. Yeah. Reminds me of a VCR. <laughs> Your brain works differently than mine. Yes, it does. Oh, uh, so so they basically just like talk about how neither of them are gonna lose, mm-hmm. and then they just like pretend to get up and they got like, get in each other's face like they're gonna fight, but then they just never do because they have to do a real fight, you know. But so, they do this every time, so it's like obviously fake. And this is WWE. They're yes, yes. Everybody, yeah. It's so fake. It is so so fake, and. I'm not, like, a sports conspiracy theorist, but, like, there are more people that believe that the UFC is rigged than, like, any other sport. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, like, Ooh, a big thing. That's something I could get into. A conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, however, wanna... this is boxing. Uh-huh. But Conor McGregor has only ever been a UFC fighter, like MMA. hmm So. That means mixed martial arts. Right. For our listeners. And, and boxing means you only punch. Right. You don't kick. Just bob and weave. Okay. That's what I understand boxing is. Mm-hmm. Bob and weave. That's, so Those are hair turns. So basically, on. Conor McGregor, I think he actually started this whole thing because he was just like, you know, if I was if I was a boxer, then Floyd Mayweather would lose because he's never lost. Like, he's undefeated in his career, which is pretty impressive in any sport, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to not lose and to not lose, like, and to win, like, that consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um... So they made it happen. It's a real thing. Yeah. And so they're like, fighting tonight? Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow right? night. Yep. Tomorrow yeah. night. Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. The fight's happening. It's going to go down. Mm-hmm. So the odds are like really heavily in Floyd Mayweather's favor. Okay. If you were betting in Vegas, like the line is like way up in his favor. I don't really know how all that works. Mm-hmm. I know that somebody a couple weeks ago put 800000 down oh my on goodness. Mayweather. Which I don't know. favored to win. To the favored to win. So, like, I don't know why you'd put that much money down when you're only going to get back, I mean, maybe like 200000 That's Like, it's not so really like strange. a... Yeah, that's not really a good bet. Huge risk. Yeah. With very little Because if, he, if, if McGregor wins and he just... I mean, he just lost like $800,000. Oh, so you're saying he will get a million dollars. Yeah. Like, so he'll pocket $200,000. An extra 200000 <clears throat> yeah. Okay. yeah. If he wins the bet. Excellent. Which is not worth it. Sure. I mean, I, I guess if you have, if you have the money, then whatever. 
It was more of an artistic gesture of a bet. Sure. Got to pay the bookies. <laughs> I I just don't I don't enjoy this sport. <clears throat> I just never really have. Mm-hmm. I don't really this I've I've never once cared about anything less in my life. Wow. Just don't care. So what you're feeling there, that's what I feel <laughs> about all sports. <laughs> okay. That's that's as close as I'll ever get to yep. understanding yep. the way it is for you. <laughs> Good night. Are, are you here? Yes. <laughs> what do you think about it? I'm stretching. Just do you want to watch it? Yeah, I don't just want to general, know what you like, think. Do you want to watch it? Um, I will not go like out of my way to watch it. So, like, if you're gonna be at B Dubs, no, it's gonna be, be on. Won't be there. You're not gonna be there. I won't. But go if you to were, a, I won't go to a bar to watch it because it sounds family restaurant. <laughs> sure, with so many TVs. Yeah, with so many different sports playing at the same time. Yeah, who enjoys impressive. that? I don't know, Lance. Mm, I do, no. but I don't know. Like, you're artistic. I don't really want to go in your sport watching. there. Okay, I'm so distracted. I can't even keep a thought together. <laughs> you don't want to go to B Dubs. Yeah, because mainly because of the people there. Like, ooh, I don't, gosh. Yeah, I don't want to be around. Yikes! Any of them? them? No, no. Who no. are they? They're all. Just what are their the names? Wor- the worst. I bet, I bet Half a of them named Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and they're scrub lords. Huh? They're scrubs? Scrub lords? Well, I don't know what a scrub lord is, but I bet they are. Well, okay. We'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I don't I don't care. Like, okay, so uh, Brianna's dad has actually got the fight. Like, paid pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is a big thing with fighting. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch it at home, you have to like buy it. No, I don't <coughs> want to so, watch it. I will not buy it. He's I got it. more money. So if I find myself at his house tomorrow night, then that's fine. But um, give that back. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, uh, but I. I'm gonna keep my eyes closed. I'm not the rest gonna. Of the I'm not just going to go out of my way to watch it because I'm not that interested. Yeah, yeah. I'll find out money. what I want to. You don't have any money on it. No. Okay. But it's such a big but, deal. But at the same time, I really want Floyd to lose. I'm really? not a boxing fan, but I want him to lose so bad because he is so arrogant, and he should have lost to Pacquiao. Have you even watched C- Conor McGregor like speak ever? Yeah. He is the worst. Uh... He is a thousand times worse than Mayweather. I think. Yeah, but he is so annoying. No. Every time he opens his mouth, I hate. I hate everything. You want Floyd to win? Yeah. You're. That's Dude, disgusting. Fifty and O, retire. He's the greatest boxer of all time. But he's not. He's fifty not. and O. He'll have to be. He should have lost to Pacquiao, and I, he should have lost he to <laughs> Muhammad. The he prophet. Have lost don't to, don't don't bring religion into this. Yet. Back in five fifty, and he should have lost to. Conley. Mike Conley? Junior. Point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies? <laughs> yeah, they fought. Jennifer Connolly? No, that's Jennifer Aniston. But he also beat her. <laughs> Jeez. And that's he... another thing. He's a woman beater. Why would I be a fan of his? He is a woman beater. Okay, he did Undisputed. beat a woman. A few. 
Okay, I don't know the story or the details, but like, I don't think it's fair to label somebody based on their past. I don't bring up your past sins. So we're just not going to call a murderer a murderer? Oh, that's in the past now. Not a murderer. He's a murderer. He's not. But like, <laughs> if, the, if you kill somebody, you are a murderer. You can be forgiven. But you, that doesn't mean that you didn't murder somebody. But if that's true, so, then we have to do that with every sin, right? Uh, I don't sure. think I have to do anything. <laughs> Y'all are on the couch and I'm in the chair. <laughs> is that a metaphor? Or is that I've, I've never thought about that before. Why? Why? Yeah, that that's an interesting question, though. What? Like, why? Why can you commit some sins and then just like you you're forgiven, but then if you do this other thing once, then you're a murderer? Because that's what you did. Is it just because of like the severity of the like physical I just, repercussions? I just don't think sin can be quantified as doing certain things it's more of like the the lifestyle so you're so living like a lifestyle so if you kill somebody once are you a murderer yes okay Did you sorry, murder? let me rephrase yes. if you yeah, murder somebody once are you a murderer yes i think you're talking potato tomato here like you're still a murderer because you murdered somebody can well, you what move, does that make me can you based on all the things that i've done based on all good. the things you've murdered a murderer <laughs> that just makes you my feelings, whatever that is logan's feelings yep Murderer. Our friendship, that thing. You remember I'm going to start referring to everybody I know as a liar from well, now on. That's fine. We all are. I we just don't think that's liars. practical. You're going to waste a lot of breath. Yep, and everybody's going to be like, what did I lie about? And running around, at some point, I'm running sure around leaving scars. <sighs> don't talk about Christina Perry like because you don't know Christina Perry, okay? Okay, <laughs> neither do you. We're in love, and we're going to get married. You have a girlfriend. Well, she's she's in on it. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Girls always want what they can't have. So I got a girlfriend. So Christina Perry would love me. Gosh. She really did repost a picture of my face on her Instagram, though. That's not a joke. It said, look at this loser. That's not what that she said. That was the caption. I swear. Look it up. If you go back to April of 2014, 15, I don't remember. One of those years. 14. It was April 2014. She posted a picture of my face on her Instagram. I'm not lying. Go do it. I wanted to hear everyone yawn. <laughs> I wanted everyone else to hear me yawn. <laughs> what a weird thing. Hey, I if you're listening to this right now, yawn. yawn. You can send in your yawns. Also, turn right. <laughs> Rory Scovel does that in his stand-up. He's like, if you're listening to this on a CD, make your next right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I did start watching his, by the way. <laughs> I still haven't um, watched it. It was a couple months ago. Oh. Turned it off within 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. That's a bummer. I, don't, I didn't think he was very funny. You need to listen to the one that's on Spotify then. He seems really full of himself. Huh. In this one. I didn't get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that from the first one. Okay. Weird. He did an intro thing and it was pretty funny. He was like, I get it. Got to the stand up and I was like, mm. Yeah. Uh, huh. Weird. All right, let's let's address the the Kyrie trade real quick. I'm the only one that's what, participating. What are you in this doing podcast. over there? Uh, I'm not participating by choice because we're talking about sports, <laughs> and I'm trying. This is like me trying my hardest. Fair, I appreciate that. I you. am here. Everyone that's listening is thinking that yeah, Logan's in the room. <laughs> I haven't been on my phone the whole time. Neither have I. So oh, here's man. the deal. So with Kyrie, you're a liar. No, yeah, I am. You got to. You Lance. have to call me that. Call back. You have to call me that. So, 
I would actually like to speak more about that, but maybe just person to person. I don't really. Let's save that. About for like a, let's let's talk about that. In the no, minute. like labeling someone, like what makes them like? Because I straight up like believe, like if you're if you murder somebody, you're a murderer. That's what you are. Or that's what you've done, and that's. But that's also not like your identity. Does that make sense? Like, but I think people give them that identity. Like I've lied more times than Jeffrey Dahmer killed people, but he's a serial killer, and I'm just Lance, <laughs> and a liar. But nobody calls me that. It's, ever. It's different. Okay. Literally, we'll, I'm, we'll I'm, talk about I'm a start. pretty trustworthy person. To be honest, let's talk about it. Today's the day. You're let's a serial liar, Kyrie. Let's go to that. Okay. You've never told Captain I, Crunch the truth. I never, um, I didn't hear anything about this. It was very out of the blue. Like, the first time I heard about it was when it was done. And I'm pretty sure that's how it was about with most other people. There's no rumors. There were rumors. About going to, about going yeah. to the Celtics? Yeah. Then I was blind to it. But it was very, it wasn't like... It wasn't like big time, like this could really happen rumor. It was more like, hey, this, this trade is possible and it could happen. That was about the extent of the rumors. So there, mm. there were never any rumors that it was happening. There was only rumors that it could happen and that it made sense and then it happened. I thought he was a soccer player. No. no, no, no Who's no. the soccer player? Neymar. Neymar. Yeah. From the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Neymar basically just went to a league where he could play against people that are, like, as good as soccer as I am. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway. Easy money. So, Kyrie, who won the trade for you? Who got the better end of the deal? Do you know the whole deal? Uh, yes. Is there money involved? No. Not, really? not this time. Yeah, NBA trades are very different than soccer. Okay. There can be money involved. Like, sometimes you can trade a player to a team with cash. <laughs> Like, you literally can. I don't, Sounds dirty. It doesn't happen very often, but it, it does happen. But then sometimes it's like, I'm trading a player for another player, no cash necessary because they're just as good. Or, in this case, you trade one player for three players and a draft pick for next year that's unprotected. Holy crap. Yeah. That's why I think that I have to say that Cleveland won. Yeah. But I don't think that that means that the Celtics didn't get something good. Mm-hmm. I think that the Celtics next year are going to be a good team. They've got Kyrie. I forget who their number two is. And then they've got Gordon Hayward. Jalen Brown will probably start at number two. Yeah, that's it. who it is. And then Gordon um, Hayward. Al Horford. Um, Marcus Morris. Yeah. And uh, Al Horford at five. Yeah. That's so, a good team. <clears throat> yeah, solid team. And so I don't think that they're like – I don't think that they were cheated out of anything. But if I had to like choose a winner – like I like I Isaiah Thomas is too. a great player. Yeah, and if he's not like done playing, you think he's done? Uh, the hip injury. Oh sure, sure. I, that's I think that's a huge reason why <clears throat> by why Boston traded him in the first place. Yeah, I heard that's the cool thing to do though. A hip injury. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. All I can think about this whole time, so you know where my headspace is at throughout this trade. Who yeah. are those three people, and what are they feeling? So They've got to be so disappointed well, in themselves. Yeah. Okay, so here's why, though. Isaiah Thomas became a franchise player. He had one of the best seasons 
not only of his career, but, like, of all time, like, this past year. Like, he was a very, very good player. He's old, right? He, no. Oh. Very young. Uh, he was yeah. drafted in 2011. I feel like there's an older basketball player. There was there was an Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Okay. And he I think he played for the Celtics, if I'm not mistaken. He's good. Yeah. He was pretty good. Um No, he didn't. He didn't play for the Celtics. He nope. plays for the or he played for the Detroit um, Pistons. The there Pistons. You go. There That's you go. what it was. Yep. Yep. So, You're only saying that Asher because you don't actually know that. I remembered his name though. He knew. Yeah, but he didn't know where he played, and he's confirming it like he knew. I'm not going to let him get away <laughs> I with used to play. He knew who Vlade Divac was. I believe anything he says Okay, do now. we have an update on like getting him on the show? <laughs> it's uh, in process. Yeah. Okay. Making progress. In process. Anyways, sometimes players get traded because their fan base like doesn't like them, and neither does the organization. But Isaiah Thomas was the opposite. He was like really, really beloved. Like Boston loves <coughs> Isaiah Thomas. Uh, the they, they all burned his jersey. I know. And it's not even his fault that he got traded. They Burn, burned it after he got traded. Yeah. yeah. Burning jerseys is ridiculous to me. I'll never it understand is, that. It is absolutely that makes me ridiculous. So There's so many people that could be wearing that right now. Cleveland should be burning Kyrie's jersey, if anything, because he's the one that asked to be traded. Yeah. You know? But Isaiah Thomas was like, I mean, four months ago, he played a game for them. He played hurt. He played, yeah, but then he played a game the day after his sister died in a car wreck. A yeah. car wreck. So, like, that's just very like rude. Yeah, you don't get that a lot. Like, no, that's that's a big time dedication. Jalen hurt. <laughs> How on earth do you know who that is? Jalen hurt. You said he played hurt. Hurts. Past tense. Hurts. But he no. used. What? What? Jalen Hurts. Jalen. It's yeah. definitely with an S. No, it's not. Yeah. I thought it was Hurd. That's the oh, Tennessee Hurd. player. Oh, yeah. Jalen Hurd played for Tennessee. Jalen yeah. Hurts. But he's gone now. I don't actually know where he I was like, why are you mispronouncing it? But he plays football. Yeah. Both. Jalen Hurts is, was Alabama's quarterback this past year. Do you know that they, they got, like, the number one quarterback for this class? Who? Alabama. Really? Yeah. Apparently he's like some kid from Hawaii. I can't even pronounce his name, but I don't really know why they needed that. I mean, I mean Jalen Hurts did, did some pretty stupid stuff, but like he was a true freshman. I mean, he's only going to get better. I don't know. Anyways, Kyrie. Kyrie. Uh, I pooping on the little guy. Who do you think is going to come out on top in the East? If you had to say it right now, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Now that they got Dwight <laughs> Howard. Now that they got Dwight Howard, you think that makes... Oh, gosh. They got D. Howe at the Hornets? <laughs> hey, the, I That's th- great I news. I actually do think that, that Charlotte will be a little bit better this year, though. Um, hmm. I don't like the color scheme on their mascot. Charlotte? Yeah, teal one of my purple? least favorites. No, actually, wait, you don't, I bet yeah, you don't know the colors. I mean, I knew it was teal and purple. I know exactly what it looks like. I could probably draw you a picture. <laughs> I wish you would. It's ugly, though. I like Georgia Tech. Yellow Jackets. That's a good mascot. As far as color scheme. I, Your sports knowledge is unbelievable. Yeah. The stuff that you know In is In the so literal weird. sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> UT's is garbage. Yeah, you hear me out there? <laughs> Neither of you like UT, right? Oh. No. Yeah, color scheme's garbage. Even if I didn't like Tennessee, I still wouldn't like the color orange. Orange and white? That's not a good orange either. What if? So, if I had to choose, honestly, 
what I think will happen is you're answering the question: Who's going to come out on top? Yeah, on the, the East, East Coast. Yep. Basketball. I think it's hard to not choose Cleveland again. Um, the Cavaliers, who we all know and love. But, but I mean, the Celtics will be in the Eastern Conference Finals again. You think so? Oh yeah, with that team, who else is in the East that's going to even compete? The only other Washington. There, what will happen is that they'll be, they'll fall in a odd spot and be on Cleveland's side and t- be taken out second round. Of March Madness. <laughs> yeah. Marmad is what I call it. Marmad. <laughs> That's what the true fans Thanks call God. it. So they're going to be in the final cut. So you pro. think it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State again? Yeah. I do. And Golden State wins. Folks, you heard it yeah. here first. I think I think that that's where Cleveland isn't. Isaiah Thomas is not the same as Kyrie. He's just a shorter version of Kyrie. But you mean in stature? Yes, literally. Cool. Like, cool, he, cool. like they're very similar players in a lot of ways. I think that Kyrie's better. So I, I think, think Kyrie's that, better because he's taller and he's a little bit slimmer. Sure. So I think that because of that, Cleveland is now a little bit worse. Really? Even after getting Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic. Yeah, they're those. Everybody besides Isaiah Thomas is interchangeable with other people on their team. What I'm saying, whenever I don't think you can, Cleveland has a Jay Crowder. Whenever you compare them to the Golden State Warriors, it doesn't matter what you do, right? I, I, I so those players are interchangeable. You know, like it doesn't matter at that point. So I do think that I think that, because I think that Golden State specifically is going to have an easier time beating Cleveland that's now that Kyrie's gone. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. That's why I think that it'll be Golden State because no one in the West can beat them. So it'll be Golden State. What are you guys doing? I don't know. Asher was playing the drums on his head, on his with the air, so I was too. It's set at forty beats per minute, which is really slow. Wow! Mm-hmm. To try and nail each quarter note yeah. without subdivision. So subdivision. Uh, no one in the West can beat them. Be I mean in a seven game series? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, because of that, how many they're going games, to the finals. How many games did the Thunder win this year with Paul George? The same. <laughs> I, but I here's so why. Here's why. I don't know. Because Russell Westbrook is a cancer. You think so? Yes. Nobody should His take that His teammates like shots. him. Except for Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, well, right, I, think, I still think Kevin Durant made the right move. Oh, I do too. Okay, last last basketball take. Does LeBron leave Cleveland after the season? Yes. Does very, he leave before possible. the season? What he he came back claiming loyalty to Cleveland. And every year, instead of shutting it down, there are talks of him leaving and he leaves it just happening. He never he never he says never no. addresses it. Yeah. Which to me Where's means he, he mm, what I'm afraid of because I love the Lakers because of Kobe, but it's like after he's retired, it's still been there because I don't have another team. You think he's going to go to L.A.? I'm afraid of him going to L.A., and I genuinely do not like LeBron James. Here's why he's not going to L.A. He's not going to retire on a losing team 
and L.A. sucks so bad, he's not going to go. I don't and, know. And why, why would he ever go to the West when he's going to have to play the Warriors all the time? He wouldn't do it. He can't beat them now. Why would he go to the West? Okay, then where do you think he's going? I think he stays in Cleveland. I think he leaves. Dude, LeBron gets what LeBron wants. And he basically runs that team anyways. I think he stays in Cleveland. But what do I know? I'm just a kid. He... <laughs> I Okay, fine. He may stay in Cleveland because of that reason, but I do not think that the loyalty that he claimed when he came back is not real. I just don't think that he's like... I think he did what he came to do. He came back to said he said I'm going to bring you a championship and he did it. It only took him like two years. Sure, but so what, what, what else does he have to to prove? Yeah, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that he didn't come back because of like a like you saying he didn't come back feeling a, a because he loves him. Cleveland. I just don't think that's true. I think it is true because he came back to a sucky team. No. Yes. They were terrible without him. Yeah, they would be terrible without him. But, I don't know. Why would he go back to a sucky team? The only reason he would do it is because he felt like he owed something to Cleveland. And he did it. Okay. you For like the first time maybe ever, you have changed my mind. (laughs) That is unbelievable. You heard it here first, folks. It's been documented. (laughs) All right, we all agree on the sports. Yeah, <laughs> Ashford's been non-existent. We need to move on. That's okay. To let's talk about uh, worship music. Okay, this is one that I saw in the text, but didn't know anything about. What I we're think talking that about. your view on this subject is very different from ours okay. because we have to work in it, and you don't. You okay. just get to experience it. Okay, which sometimes I wish that's what I did. I'm going to be honest. I'll kick us off here. If I had the choice in a corporate setting, not my favorite thing. You mean which which one? Like being on stage or not being on stage? Mm, not being on stage. Really? Yeah. So you'd rather play worship music than sit I'd, and yeah, rebel? And, yes. That, <laughs> rebel. That's true of any live music, though. That's not limited to worship music. For okay. Me. I don't like seeing live music. It never sounds the way I want it to. The mix is always off a little bit. Yep. I saw Third Eye Blind, one of the greatest bands ever in my mind, at the Tennessee Theater. Could not hear the electric guitars, and it made me so mad. If I didn't have a free ticket, I mean, still be ranting and raving about it. Anyway, so you like, the mix is you just don't never good. like live I, music. I don't like going to see live music. I love playing it and being a part of it. Even going and like hanging out with people. I, but I would rather go to a place and hang out and there not be live music happening. So, hmm. like, I'd rather just a music out. festival is, you're out. Which you've been to Bonnaroo. Well, I mean, Bonnaroo was some top-notch mixing. Yeah. At most of the Yeah, the, the audio there was, yeah. was very so, impressive. Um, and that was seven years ago, so I had different views then. Too. Sure. So, if um, I went now, I would be <laughs> miserable. I mean, it was miserable that year, just having to walk around and my sister's poop calling on top me. of poop. Let me just make sure everything's good. Hi. Hey, did you call me last night? I did, but we're good. Oh, what's up? 
Nothing. I'm doing a podcast. Can I call you later? Oh, okay. Uh, okay? Yeah. I'm doing I'm just in the middle of a podcast. Okay, well, I'll be driving for three hours, so I'll be calling you whenever. Okay, sounds good. Except I don't have service. Gotcha. All right. Okay. All right, bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. We should start with that. Oh. Um. <laughs> we need okay. to keep Will's I, portion in there, too. Yes. <laughs> I, I have... Have you actually met Will? Uh, I think you would really I like I think him. just last Tuesday. For the first time... That was Will Berlick. No, I know Will Berlick. Will Hodge. Yeah, Will Hodge. Okay. Was he not there? I don't remember. No, last Tuesday night for the... Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. For Infuse? Yeah. No, not... Well, uh, the Master, Master Clinic, Clinic. yeah. Uh, he, he, he might, might have, have been, been there. there. I don't remember. Yeah, he looked familiar. We'll find out. So, I hate worship music. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. All of it? Most of it. Yeah. I am so... Like, I'm so picky about it. And it drives me insane. I wish I wasn't. I think that I'm going to get in trouble for my views on this. (laughs) I don't think so. I work in worship ministry. I'm literally on staff. Yeah, but, okay, you've also not heard this. Uh Uh-oh. I think it's, it is is repetitive, monotonous, annoying. Oh, okay. And I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a, like what? what? I don't have to be there till three now. <gasps> so you don't like it as music? Yeah, I hear. <laughs> this is so bad. I hear songs like "Real Love" and think this is like me wearing knockoff Crocs. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. It's wow. okay. I have real Crocs that I was wearing that's earlier. Totally cool. I actually like "Real Love" as a song. I don't. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, gosh. It's I just, just think the, the lyrics are so... It's not like a generic lyric thing. Um, it is a generic lyric thing, Well, though. sure, but it's not that for me, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, it could be about anybody and not necessarily Jesus. They uh, okay, like, that's fair. They, like, throw the word Jesus in there almost as an ad-lib. Where right? You Are got radio plays. Yeah, yeah. Because I hate that song. That song starts at... Five and ends at four for me. Yeah, absolutely. It just, yeah, it is. And that remix was, I could do a better remix. I don't, I don't and I know nothing it about is. it. Don't listen to it. Okay. All in all, like, songs like Where You Are, Real Love, like, Not Today. Gosh, I hate that song. Okay. They are knockoffs to me. It feels like they're, like, trying to... Make something that's just not there. Here's here's one thing about not today specifically. I think that Hillsong United, since uh, aftermath, which was 2010, 2011, from there to now, they have they have not been writing corporate worship music. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that is the way to do it. It's different. Because yeah, because if you want to, if your church can handle what they're doing, it's more personal. Then do it. Yes, that that see that's the key. Yeah. That's why I like real love is like, I mean, like I, I like the song in, in general. Like it's okay, but like a song like, uh, um, when I lost my heart to you from Empires by United, like 
you can't sing that in church because it's like too personal. Right. And I think that's bizarre. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, I don't understand that at all. But yeah. You know. But okay, so here's what's weird about my opinion on it. The songs that I listed out on them, I think they're just atrocious. <laughs> but there are songs like "So a Lie." Mm. That is very good. I love it. Yeah. And it may be, I mean, it's, it is a personal song as well. Yeah. Um, it's a personal pronoun. Right. So stuff like that, keep writing it. Right. Love it. Right. It's great. Like it like wrenches my heart. But um, I also, I, maybe it's just because I've like kind of been, like quote unquote been in the production booth like too long. Like, it's hard for me to, and I can't sing. Like it's hard for me to engage in worship ever right. as like someone who's singing like hands up. Mm-hmm. To me, worship is very different in the fact that like I will have an experience by like watching and just like thinking and being here and praying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and without ever like ever singing mm-hmm. because you guys are leading me, and so I don't ever feel like like I need to join in in singing. And I mean, sometimes I do. But it it's not an obligation to me. Right. I get that. And I would think that you guys would not want it to be an obligation. You would want it to be out of worship. And if worship means that I don't sing, then that should be okay. Yeah. Personally, that's what I, how yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think that... I See, that's always like a gray area for me when I'm leading worship. Is like, I don't, I don't really want to push somebody to do something that they're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like... <clears throat> there's Jesus just, did. There, there's all these like, do what? But Jesus did. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, but I'm saying like in I the sense that like, especially if it's like a new person to mm-hmm. church, like somebody who's not familiar with like the yeah, context. Don't expect them to sing. Yeah. At all. And I don't want to just yell at them the whole time and say, sing, sing, clap, <laughs> clap, sing, sing, clap, clap. I feel like sometimes when you're leading worship, that's like all you do is just like yell at people and tell them to do things. Right. Instead of just like. I don't know. And it's hard to find the balance of like inviting them with you to go mm-hmm. where you're going, you know? Right. Something but, that I've always, like, as someone who's only ever been in the crowd, something that's been very, like, inviting is, like, if you feel led. Like, almost like. Like giving them the choice. Permission. Yes. Permission. permission, yeah. Yeah. And you're setting up an expectation, like, we're not expecting all of you to sing, and that's okay. Yeah, like yeah. we're going to Some sing. You're here for the first time. You can. You're welcome to sing along if you would like. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like how? And obviously, stage presentation. You guys are way better at that than I am. But that feeling to the congregation or the people there, especially like first time guests, to like let them know, like, hey, this is not cult coming together and you better chant the same words right Right. we have well at one life we have a loose formula of a couple songs up top there's a song after like a welcome or a baptism block stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then there's a really intentional song i mean they're they're all intentional i'll get to it really intentionally placed song after the sermon that's a response to what has been said within the message yep um and that one always feels like the more deep, the personal, like we do it as well. That's, that's like, there's a story within that song. Right. 
um, and imagery and stuff like that. People yeah. People really get into it. And I think that's why I think it is more personal. But up top, we do stuff like uh, Glorious Day from Passion. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Very repetitive. Still pretty lyrically uh, for all the Calvinists and people who sit and read their Bible all day. It's pretty <laughs> lyrically, like, theologically rich if you dig into it. Is that living you love me, dying you say? No, it's uh, no. he called my name and I ran out of that grave. Lazarus story. I don't know if I know based that Based on that. It's good. Christian Stanfield. Um, yeah, passion. So we do that one up top a lot lately. But it talks about stuff like my sin was heavy. Um, you know, just, just the part about a person running out of the grave. Like, that's weird. Like, people who are just going to church for the first time, hearing about people running out of graves are like, probably thinking of a zombie apocalypse. Thing. Right, yeah. So we always try and introduce it as, hey, we're singing this because. Like, yeah, so that's, yeah. What, that's what I was going to say a second ago, is I think that teaching moments yes. within like really worship, important. yeah, extremely important, because if people don't know why they're supposed to sing and clap, like why would they? I wouldn't. Right. And, you know? and I think setting up that expectation like that, or just explaining it, then they can hear a lyric like, I ran out of that grave, and instead of being like, these people are freaks, they can say, why were they singing that? Now I want to dig into it more, because yeah. that's weird, but they're singing it for some reason that they've told me. So Something that in like the modern church, um, especially like bigger churches, that I wish wouldn't happen is this like, I think it's great to be like down to a T on like what you're going to do. Yes. But preparation. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like the production of like, this is a show like timed out. There's nothing in the, like no leeway. And Mm. we don't need to show any sort of like, almost like any sort of humanity during this. Right. If that makes sense, it bothers me Mm -hmm. because I think it is so healthy for people that are not used to church to, almost have like this conversation that they're not involved in, but like it feels like a conversation that they're not speaking back to, but like talking to them, I think it's okay to like stop the song or stop like in between songs and not be like a seamless transmission or transition because you're, you're speaking to them and you're telling them something. I think that that's totally okay. And is like, I think it it better explains why we're doing what we're doing because right. so often people people I know that I used to work with that like church to them is just a bunch of people coming together singing a bunch of words why mm-hmm. and I think that the best opportunity to explain that is from the stage yeah. sure and it doesn't happen because it's uh, the transition isn't great sure. like well so it's worship like right. take them in and explain some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just that's been a huge problem for me in sure. like the like pr- like the church production world. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that we always do it well, but if we ever have a service where it's like do a song up top and then the welcome block, and then we have two in a row after that, we always intentionally put something in between where the worship leader shares like um, it can be something personal too, like. This is something that I've been going through. You can probably relate to it in this way. This song kind of answers like 
who God is through that situation yeah. or, you know, kind of ex- like relating it, being the human, like Logan That's another saying, thing so. I thought about while you were saying that, Logan, is like the the best, like the best tool that we have on stage is honesty and vulnerability mm-hmm. because like that, see that, that's like the humanity portion that you wouldn't get otherwise. Right. So if you, you know, if I'm able to get on stage and say like, hey, like I went through this and... And then I'm about to sing. Right. And here's why. Then, like, it it completely, I mean, it's going to completely, like, invite everybody to at mm-hmm. least be there when it happens, even if they're not comfortable with participating. I remember last summer when my grandpa passed away, I had to lead worship two weeks later. And that we had, like, a moment in the service where, um, where like that we built we built that time in right and I, I I can't remember what the song was but I was able to just be like straight up like I'm hurting mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like like there's pain and there like so it's not always rainbows and butterflies right. you know and right. then I was able to say like you know but we're singing about you know these things and all of these things are only found in Jesus and I was like I'm gonna sing this song but I I need everybody to like be there with me right and that was like. I was like, and there's a reason I remember that one specifically, you know, it's just because like, that's the most open and honest that I could have been. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people afterwards were just like, Hey, I appreciate you saying what you said. Like that was really big. Yeah. And so when people say stuff like that, like, then I'm like, okay, well this today was like a win, you know, even if one person that I'll never meet probably right. experienced something like that, that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. the point. But I think that one the, the gray line that I'm always like floating between is I hate a lot of worship music, right? Even the songs that I sing, mm-hmm. and I, I'm alive. I, I, yeah, alive. I'll yeah. That song won't go away. <laughs> oh go away. boy, it couldn't go away fast enough. Um, you know what we started doing? I just want to tell you this real quick. We yeah. started cutting from verse one straight to chorus two for most of our fast songs. Huh. So we don't do verse two, and we don't do, or we don't do chorus one and verse two. You just we just wow. skip to chorus two, and then what does that leave? That's that's verse one, chorus two, bridge, bridge, bridge chorus, chorus, chorus maybe out. another bridge. Yeah, for faster songs. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Nobody has noticed, <laughs> like people in the congregation. So I was like, the first couple of weeks we did it, I was like, hey, what did you think about? And I, I was asking people who I know pay attention in worship and who actually like sing and stuff. And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Our intention is because we've had baptisms every week for like three months now, which is awesome. <laughs> but yeah. it adds a lot of time to the service because we share like a whole video story and then baptize and talk about what it means because baptism is weird. Right. It's a strange thing to be doing yeah. on stage on a Sunday morning at nine o'clock. So... So we just started shorting, shortening arrangements, and like nobody really cares. <laughs> cool, it's interesting. So, hold on, can I finish? Yeah, go ahead, before go I forget ahead. it. The gray line for me is that like I hate a lot of these songs, but I have to remind myself that one, it's not about my personal preferences. Mm, that's good. And like literally, <laughs> I, meant that, I know way. literally thousands of people come to church every week, thousands. And if the songs were that bad. Like, I know people wouldn't come. Right. Like, like it's working, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So I have to, like... Objectively think about it. I have to get it, out of my of, own head yeah. and just be like, you know, even though I don't like this song, like, you know, these people do. 
and that's what it's that's that's what it's for. So I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it, you know. Joe One Lifer likes it. So <laughs> Bubba from Pal. Maybe this is <laughs> I've noticed like a bit of a trend that I want to talk about something. Um that was a kiss from Asher from a rose. Kiss Baby. And I, I was going to Wow. So what a great song. <laughs> you guys have made me forget. <laughs> You've noticed, noticed the trend. trend. Yes, that doesn't help. <laughs> in what we've said in what we've all said oh I oh, remembered yeah. stuff like explaining from stage mm-hmm. like baptism is weird like explaining that it's because of the unchurched people that are there mm-hmm. which is great we are always yeah. wanting new people to come in right. right so is church on Sunday morning for the lost people or is it mm. for the congregation? Ooh. I say the lost people. I say the lost people as 100%. well. 100%. Okay. I do too. I okay. just wanted, I just think it would be an interesting conversation to, to have. I don't mm. think that all churches are very intentional about about deciding whether or not their services are crafted for unchurched or church people. Yeah. But there are straight up some messages that I hear it, at Faith Promise, outside of Faith Promise. It happens everywhere. There are some that I'm like... If I was unchurched, if I was lost and was like, I'm going to give this a shot, and I came on this Sunday, I'm never coming back. Right. Yeah, that's pretty hard to get around. Right, it I, is. I think that you can't you can't take 100% of the service and aim it directly at lost people. Sure. I also think, I think that... you can gear it towards them in general, but I don't think that you can like 100% yeah. forget about my teaching. Ear, my headphones keep gapping. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Mine do too. Okay. I don't know why either. Um, I'm fine. So, <laughs> good for you. Um, we even go so far as to explain, like, tithing. We explain tithing every Sunday. That's like a good thing. It, yeah, it's a two-minute block because people don't get it. They think it's crazy to give money to a church. So we make the time I to explain it. I think explaining tithing is a thousand times better than yeah. asking for a tithe, mm-hmm. and it'll... It'll straight up piss people off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and But explaining we'll tell, it... Go ahead. We'll tell the first-time guests, like, hey, we're not expecting you to, like, give you give us your money. Yeah, because we're it's not crazy. asking for your money. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even think that churches... Some may do it, but, right. like, I think that it's very good when a church doesn't ask for the money. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like, hey, we're not, we're not asking for your money. Like, you're... Almost like we're expecting you to do it. Yeah. Not for us. This is to God. Yeah. And if you, to me, like, if I wanted to tithe, I mean, I work at Faith Promise, so, like, I should tithe there. But, like, if I wanted to tithe to this church one week and to another one, right. to me, it should be, I'm still giving to God. But I should be committed to a church. So, sure. like, you give to your church. I've always wondered why we got away from using the term offering. Mm-hmm. Because that, to me, helps make it, it makes more sense. To call it that, to me. Right. Like, if you say tithe, like, unless you grew up in church, you don't know what that means. Yeah, right. But if you say offering, people know what the concept of an offering yeah. is. So if you say, so then explain it and, like, you know, just don't call it a tithe. We don't actually use either of those words anymore. Really? What do you call yeah. it? Um, we giving? just call it giving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Giving. Yeah. The give back portion if you're on the back end of service planning, like gotcha. I am. But, um, oh, real quick, say? before. Yeah. Sorry. So. Um. Oh man, I lost it. 
Let you me say ahead. this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. We'll even tell people, like, if you're not comfortable giving 10%, try 1% today. Yeah. Like, start small and yeah. just see what happens. And yeah. see if yeah. you we, feel... We encourage people to do that. Too. Yeah, see if you feel convicted to, like, give more or something. Yeah. Um, so, oh, going back to, like, explaining things again and all this stuff and, like, uh, the services, it's hard to not gear stuff towards the congregation as well as lost people like there's going to be both i also think that like lost people aren't stupid right so like when they walk into church they're not like they can smell the bull crap sure from a mile away sure but that's not what i'm talking about either what i'm saying is like when we say like hey we're going to take a tithe i don't think they're like just Blindsided. Yeah. I mean, they, like, at least in this region, mm-hmm. yeah. 98% of people are going to be like, I know that this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Just, so they're not yeah. going to be they like, don't get it. what in the Maybe. world? They just don't get it. Yeah. So the ex- uh, explanation helps, but I don't think that they're like just blown away that they would do that. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. I get that. So, but the problem is that those. Like ninety eight percent of people that know about church, ninety eight percent of those people don't know why tithing is a thing. Yeah. They think that it's the church being like, "Hey, please, please give us money." Right, and that's so that's why the explanation helps mm-hmm. that, in my opinion. Yeah, and we'll give like a, a different reason to do it. Like, hey, we just had this youth thing, and we were able to buy this. Yeah, you gave. We were able to do that. Yeah. I think, I think that's why... Like, just sitting in a bank. So we do, like... You know what Heart for the Harvest is at FP? Kind of. So, like, it's, like, one one dedicated offering that is specifically for campus expansion. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that means, like, you know, fixing up a campus, buying a new campus, starting a new campus. Like, anything that has to do with campus expansion. That's how you're able to do Farragut. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's... I think that's why... Heart for the Harvest is always so successful mm-hmm. is because people have a very specific and tangible uh, result. Right. I think that's why tithing is so hard for a lot of people is because like just we want to see like, yeah, we want to see like the fruit of right. what, like what we're giving yeah. right. and you just don't always get that yeah. because the tithe does so many different things. I mean like it does pay people salary. Mm-hmm. You can't lie about that, right. <laughs> you know. Well, the church, at least our church, is very upfront about that. Yeah. If you don't give, we don't we don't have them. Yeah. Or we don't we don't have anything. Yeah. You know, like the the tithe supports so many different things. We're not building mansions with it. <laughs> not right. here. We're not. But I think we're not it, writing books on the side. There's a there's a. Dr- I get what you're doing. There's a lampooning Stephen Furtick right now. <laughs> yeah. Lampooning. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm not a fan. Of him, uh, yeah. Are you? Uh, so strange. I will outright say it, I'm not a fan. I gotta tell you all the story off the record. Sure. After so <laughs> so far. I don't think on that, the record I'm a fan. I think that there's a direct correlation between like if people see life change, they will give money outside of the church. I think that like in oh yeah, general, people give to charities all the time. People yeah. see life change, they're like, take my money. Yeah. To any four hundred three b. What? Hope, uh, Nonprofit. Oh, okay. I was trying to be cool. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cool. I don't know what it is. Um, uh, but that also is Senate. inside the church as yeah, well. Yeah. Very much so. So, so that's why people have it. problems with it. But yeah, if you can give them like 
somebody knows the life change. Somebody's hearing it. So if you can like share that with them, they feel involved. Yeah. Yep. And if you can make them feel involved and included, mm-hmm. they'll continue to give. And it's not manipulation. It's just, it, to me, it's being respectful to the people that have given to you. I yeah. think that it's your duty, like, as, in, as, like, the receiver, like, of the church, like, if you receive tithe, like, show them where it goes. Like, show them what, what's happening. Right. And, I, and for Faith Promise, like, a new campus does help make people feel that way. Mm-hmm. But also, like, stories, whatever, that, like, you do from time to time that, like, show, like, this, because of this, like, this happened. Right. People don't think that it's just blindly going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Even if you show them just one facet of what the tithe does. Right. Yeah. And it's, ne- it's never been a secret. I just think that sometimes the church does a very poor job of, it, of explaining what it is and why it is and, um, and how it helps. Right. Yeah. And if you're going to take their money, I, I feel, personally feel like it's re- your responsibility to like bring them in almost. Right. At least on the back end to like show, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to worship music real quick. Uh I love where it went, though. I do. That's a good conversation. Uh, live worship albums. Why do they still exist, and how can we stop them? <laughs> you know how much more work it is to make a live worship album I than do. just recording in the studio? I know you do, and I'm I, sure you have some insight into it. Well, I was really close to my mic. Hey. But everything just gets re-recorded. Right. You that's what I was going to ask. Live vocals. It, isn't it like all just redone? So pretty yeah. much if you, if you do like a live album and you film it, like I don't even want to. I don't even. As someone who like can edit, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I would not say I'm an editor. Sure, but someone who does because I have to for my job. Um, I can't even imagine how miserable that is to plug in new parts vocally. Uh, instrument yeah. fine. Just don't show the drum shot whenever mm-hmm. like he does a new fill. You know. Sure. But like trying to line that up is just gross to think about. But then outside of that, as a worship album, mm-hmm. you're lying. Yeah. I, I, that's my whole thing with it. Yeah. It's just all a lie. This, I think that <laughs> Why are we better, doing this? Why? I, I, would, don't, I don't want it. I would rather have a, an, a studio recorded album Everybody of the would. worship songs. People just don't know that there's another way. <laughs> and then, I think that you're getting a more genuine like. Yeah. Creation. Yeah. Or do a real Art. live album. And then just leave it raw? Leave it raw. Yeah. Okay. Not if gonna you're going to make good. a live album, make a live album. Yeah. I'm like, sick of this. I'm, but what, Okay, so what about like Coldplay 2003? I can't honestly say I've listened to it. No, no, no. no. Uh, yes, you have. I, I mean, maybe I at some point. But Is like, it live? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's uh, in uh, Sydney. So. Surely um, they did it. Did what? Plug stuff back in. Well, I, that's what I'm asking. I this is it, a question. Are they doing the same thing that worship? Um, probably music not do? to the same extent. That's what I was going to say, and but I yes. can only speculate. Yeah. They probably redid what they felt they needed, but they probably had such a high production value on the front end that they didn't need to. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what. And I you think. don't think that like that'd be my guess. Elevation has that. Or even Hillsong. Uh, I think they're close. I think, I think they ele- do have it. Elevation and then Hillsong. Then why are they? Why are they redoing all of it? Because I don't they, think they're they redoing can, all of it. Not all of it, but the, but the way that they can make it sound, yeah, is why they re-record parts. 
And that, to me, is what doesn't make sense. Yeah. Just do it right in the first place. Right. You know? But guitarists know. in a I, live worship setting, they don't play very tight. No. For and the I, most part. I went, I went to the live recording when Elevation recorded Here's in Heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to it. And it was phenomenal. Is that the one that was in... Hang on. Is that the one that was in uh, Charlotte yeah. Hornets Arena? Yeah. Cool. I And I just, like, couldn't believe how good it was. And then when the album came out, it sounded horrible. And I was mad. Yeah, the mix on that. The mix on the album is, is abysmal. And it was even worse on the newest one. And I... I don't I mean, even know like, if I've listened to the newest one. It's, it's not great. There's a couple of songs. I just, I don't know. And I'm Just a I'm, little flat. I'm more nitpicky, you know, than most people will be, just because, like, this is, like, my world, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but, again, I'm, I'm not even claiming, I'm not an engineer. Like, I, you know, I couldn't do a better job, but I, I don't like it <laughs> at all. Well, the, the people at One Life who noticed that things were different, they were like, why did you all change that? Like, we changed an entire song arrangement. It was not my idea, by the way. But on Set of Fire, we, like, lopped off. Because we did that song for, like, eight or nine minutes. And we yeah. lopped it down to, like, seven. So we cut off just a bunch of stuff and edited it that way. And you can do that, and it'll still sound fine. And you add the extra, like, clapping and right. hooping and hollering. <laughs> and it sounds like a live album. But people who were there were like, why did you all change that? Like, that's weird. Yeah, and it was like, wasn't my idea. It's not. I don't like it. It's not. Yeah, it's just not authentic to me. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, just, just do it right. So let's talk about the eclipse. <laughs> this is the third time I've said this now because <laughs> we have to keep editing because we're honest. Disclaimer: This podcast is edited for your listening pleasure. We honestly don't want you to listen to all. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's been two hours. Is it really? I mean, we've been. It's been recording. But it was recording for like 20 minutes before we even went to Trader Joe's. That's true. Gotcha. Okay. The Eclipse. Eclipse. Lance and I were together, and we actually texted about it like right whenever all this was happening Mm -hmm. in our group text. So, I mean, I know that you saw it. Did you like have glasses? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Were you at work? No, you were here? I was here. Yeah. Did you take the day? He gave us the day. Pastor Rodney gave us all the day off. Thanks. Just because the eclipse. That's awesome. For a lot of other reasons. Gotcha. Well, that's Very cool. event heavy for like two months. Gotcha. He was like, take a day. Sweet. I, I took most of the day. I took a half day. Right. Um, it just, it happened to be, it was Brianna's birthday. And so happy we. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Bri. Um, we. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Lance is out on that. So we, us, the three 19? of us went. No, she is 21. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so we went, hung out, um, watched the eclipse together. So it was a lot of fun. But um, it was the most bizarre thing to me. The eclipse? I was very. Parts Dis- of me had like zero expectation. Yeah. And then, but then whenever I think about like. Totality, I guess is what it was called. Mm-hmm. I like totality. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know to, what to expect. Like, did you? Is all it going to look like completely did you dark or experience what? totality? Mm-hmm. Where you were? It was ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent. We didn't hear. Yeah, it was ninety nine percent. Pretty sure. We're just down the road on Kingston Pike, oh, okay, so we're cool. probably same. the same path. But 
it was uh, Pinky Up. When in doubt, Pinky Up. Um, I don't know. I didn't expect like a sunset look, like the right. 360 sunset. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was interesting. Very weird. Like the amount of like temperature difference was oh, yeah. interesting. That was crazy. Yeah. Cicadas. Yes. That was all just weird. I'm glad I experienced it. Yes. But I also was not like overwhelmed. I was okay. not like, this is the best thing ever. But if I'd missed out, I would have been upset. Sure. Lance, do you want to join? Yeah. Um, sorry. Work. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I literally didn't listen to anything you were talking about, but I will say that... Um, <laughs> Do you guys got, know what it feels like to lose a friend? Because I do. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, I got like real. I got a really eerie feeling. Like the closer it got to totality, like I've I've I have literally made fun of people that I know for like being excited about this eclipse. Yeah. And I also thought that the glasses were a joke until about two days beforehand, when I watched like. Uh, some video that was like actually by something legitimate that mm-hmm. was like don't do it for real or else your eyes are gonna burn right and uh, and so I was just like had no expe- I I had no expectations either I was just like I feel like this is the dumbest thing ever and then like it was it was like seventy five percent totality and I was just like oh man I feel kind of weird yeah <laughs> I started to get like just a weird feeling and then when it when it got to ninety nine percent just like it felt like what I imagined like the Dementors. You know, like on Harry Potter. Yeah. When they're just like nearby. Like that's what I felt like. Right. <laughs> felt like somebody. All happiness uh, is gone. Yeah, I was just kind of shuddering. Really? <laughs> weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I got a super weird feeling. And then it was just gone. It was yeah. over. Yeah, it was over so fast. It was so strange. I got I got the weirdest feeling ever. I thought it was cool. I had my phone out the whole time. Took like a five minute video of like once we started seeing the moon coming across it i yeah. started the video so in five minutes it was like all the way past but um just looking all around but also like kind of filming the the ground yeah the shadows dancing did you all see that no at all i saw a I lot did. of pictures of that but it i was, never actually saw it it was so weird it was like snakes were just like slithering around on the ground yeah but why i don't know yeah, I didn't see any. But Lindsay mentioned it before we went outside. She was like, apparently the shadows are going to dance. And I was yeah, like, I've, I've never I heard, heard that. that. I heard it like from a lot of things or a lot of people, and I just like I didn't see any. And Prissy just sat out there on the yoga mat, wagging her tail. It was like 10 degrees colder. Yeah. And she was just like, nothing's happening. <laughs> Why aren't we in bed? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It was seeing, really cool. Seeing stars at 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. That was the awesome. The street lights came on. Mm-hmm. It was, the crickets were chirping. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. That was... It was cool to experience. Yeah. But I could just go back to what I said. Like, I would have been upset if I didn't, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't a life-changing event for really? me. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, right afterward, I went back to mowing and doing laundry, so... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, like, sit and, like, simmer in it, which is something I do sometimes. Hmm. Just, like, take a moment to reflect on what just happened. Yeah. I was like, no, okay, fold my laundry. (laughs) 
I feel like that's how most people were. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, it's done. Let's just go back. I yeah. feel like I saw some people on Facebook, their reaction was like, that was the worst thing ever. Why did anybody care about this? And I was like, <laughs> you mean to tell me that you didn't get like at least a little bit of joy out of seeing that? Like, it was cool. Yeah, it was over. It was over pretty quickly. But like, what the heck did you think it was? Yeah. It's turds. not like it just stands still so you can enjoy it. And then when you're done, you decide when the moon <laughs> moves or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's still like <laughs> everything's still rotating. Yeah. Like, it just happens to pass. What did you think was going to happen? Other. Did you think it was going to last I don't forever? Think, I don't think anybody really understood how fast the moon is circling the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And versus the earth circling the sun or spinning. Yeah. So, like, with that, like, considered, I mean, it, it's not like... Well, of course it went it went by quickly. Like, the Earth is spinning so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got something moving the other way around it. Like, so if it's going to, yeah, like, I right. just, be noticeably moving. I felt like everybody would have been in on it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is how science works, and it's not going to last very long. Right. I didn't expect it to. Yeah, when Some I heard like, that, that... was so short. Whenever I heard that we had 99% for, like, two and a half minutes, I was like, that's long. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see that, you know? I was genuine... Before we had glasses, because we literally left, like, the day. Or not... Uh, I don't know. Well, like, I just happened we, to get a free pair of glasses. Yeah, the like, day of... like. Mm-hmm. Right before. And I was concerned, like, it may happen so quickly that I'm not going to be able to see it. Like, look up at it. Yeah. And I was okay with that because I was like, I'll just look around and it'll be all right. Right. Um, get dark. Yeah. But then we ended up just being given two pairs of glasses. So we just shared those between the three of us, which was great. Because then you're able to actually like look at it. Right. It was weird. It was cool, though. Apparently, like... There's another. There's going to be another one in seven years or so. I think that where you can see totality in Florida. I heard that. Really, but then I, I didn't also think heard, it was the. I didn't think it was in America. Well, what I I heard this from Aaron Porter, our dear friend that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so. The the axis that this eclipse was traveling on, the next time we can see it, it will be traveling on on the, its direct opposite axis. So, so, so Indianapolis, the way. Indianapolis had 100% totality on this eclipse. They'll have it on the next one, too. Because the it travels at, like, the perfectly, like, opposite oh, okay. axis. Right. So, like, same spot. They'll get the same eclipse. But I don't really... I don't know, like, how soon. I, I don't remember... If we, I thought it was seven years. Well, I, I heard that, too. But I've, I've heard multiple things from multiple places. And half of yeah. it came from Facebook. So, none of it's true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Fake news. I do know that I hate live worship albums, though. Have I mm-hmm. mentioned that? Uh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> It'll be too soon if I ever hear another one. And unfortunately, I will have to. I need to go. I'm sorry. So we're, we're signing off. This has been uh, Words with Friends. <laughs> what a throwback. Let's all download that. <laughs> <laughs>